Good afternoon and welcome to Woods and Water, South Carolina. My name is Roger Metz and you're listening to 94.5 WGTA FM in Greenville, South Carolina. Thanks for tuning in. It's going to be a fun day. If you look out the window, the weather this past week and this weekend is just phenomenal. I know if you look at the, you know, the future forecast, it's going to be a little chilly again and all. But, you know, if you're, if you're alive, then you have been outside some. And it's just wonderful out there. Uh, and it's getting time to go fishing. And I know, I know there's been a lot of fishing on the show lately, but this, in the springtime, you know, I don't turkey hunt. Turkey season is in right now. And I, I, I have some stuff on turkey season. Probably won't get to it today, but, um, this is, this is fishing season. This is, you know, the crappier biting, the, the, the water's warming up and the bass are going to be moving up on the bed. First full moon. Uh, in April or May, and I forget which one it is, uh, the brim are going to be up on the bed. It's just time when my mind turns to fishing. <laughs> it's just the way I'm wired. It's the way I've been wired since I was a little kid, and you can thank my granddaddy Mets for that. Uh, he's the one that uh, that started this whole thing. You want to fish in a little farm pond in Chester. So, but it, it's, it is time to go fishing. Look, if you're, and here's some facts about fishing in South Carolina. If you're under 16, you're 15 and under, you don't have to have a fishing license. Um, wonderful thing about fishing as a kid you can do it for free or the cost of bait or whatever and it doesn't take much to get into fishing if, you, if you're one step up from a cane pole which you can still buy by the way uh you know i think a zebco combination of walmart's 12 15 dollars some hooks and corks and you know a couple of bucks for a thing of uh earthworms or crickets will get you started just as well as <laughs> all the stuff most of the professional anglers have it's uh, it's just an easy way to get outdoors, and the benefits are immeasurable, like I read on the show last week. So this week, well, we've got two guests. Uh, we're going to hear from Allison Rauch with um, CP, Greer CPW about the Lake Robinson Fishing Tournament coming up next Saturday um, for a great cause, and she'll tell you all about that. And then also, it, it's fishing rodeo time. If you've never heard about the, the fishing rodeos put on by the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources, then you're really missing out because it is a free event uh, that Sarah Shemaine and I will talk about, and, and you really need to stay tuned because there's a lot of information in there and a lot of places for you to go as a family. Now, parents, you can't fish. You can be there to help, encourage, cheer on, bait hooks if you have to, take fish off hooks. Uh, it's a, it's a, great, a great opportunity to get out there and spend some family time together. And which is a lot of fishing is that it's all about the family time. Uh, we do a lot of it, and uh, and it is it's, it's just a great time. And if cost, everybody always worries about cost. What's it cost to do? Look, if you're if you're 16 and over and have to have a fishing license, it's ten dollars for the year. Okay, that's fresh water. Ten dollars. That's what lunch <laughs> one day, <laughs> maybe two if you're frugal for lunch. Two Chick Fil A's. What Chick Fil A sandwich at lunch is what six dollars or something. So, you know, sacrifice a couple of Chick-fil-A sandwiches, buy your fishing license, and you can go fishing for a whole year. It's valid from the day you buy it, 365 days forward. It's not much. And then you just got to find it. And, and all these, look, South Carolina State Parks have water on them. They, I think there are, what, 47 South Carolina State Parks? I think 46 of them have fishable water. Uh, South Carolina Department of Natural Resources has a trout stocking program for the up up near the mountains area and some of those streams where it's, you know, you go and fish and you take them home. Um, area lakes have piers. And look, you can catch some fish off the bank. You don't have to have a boat. 
any kind of boat will do you uh, kayaks canoes john boats bass boats all of it gets you out there on the water and uh that's where the fishing begins out on the water you just have to be as with everything watch the weather that's the one thing you need to watch but ten dollars gets you out there um and fishing we're like i said today is is fishing heavy <laughs> if you want to say that uh but there is i, I did want to get out there uh, this is this is pretty neat because it, it this time of the year is also time to hit the trails i mean you've been cooped up all winter it wasn't necessarily that cold but we all know how much rain we had and everybody's got a little bit of rain-induced cabin fever we can't call it snow-induced cabin fever because we don't have snow down here but uh there's a gentleman who's been on the show several times. He's actually going to make an appearance at uh, down in Anderson at the Anderson County Museum on May the 4th. And I guess you could turn this part of your calendar events for this week. It's, uh, Mr. Thomas King has written a book, Waterfall Hikes of South Carolina. I've got a copy of it. It's a great book. Very detailed. He, he just he enjoys waterfalls. And so when he retired, he set out to write a book about waterfall hikes in South Carolina. And he's coming back to the museum May the 4th. From 1.30 to 2.30, uh, discusses his book. He's going to have pictures, tips on hiking to the local falls, and he's going to have books for sale. And it's a great book. So it's something uh, with springtime here, it's time to get out and start hiking. And actually, it's a little bit far out there, but you need to put it down. And and actually, what you do is get the book before and have him sign it when you get there. That'd be a good one. But, okay, G- going on with uh, fishing events, next weekend, you have a fishing tournament on Lake Robinson for the Greer Lions Club. You also have the Bassmaster Elites are going to be in town. They're going to be on Lake Hartwell uh, probably starting, I guess, a lot of them are probably here today. The rest of them are rolling because official practice is going on. Um, and the lake is full pool practically. Uh, the weather is coming together. It, it could be a really, <laughs> a real good tournament on Lake Hartwell. Uh and to run down the list of what all you can do, uh, daily takeoffs from Green Pond Landing and Event Center. That's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday mornings at 7 o'clock. The full 75 guys fish uh, Thursday, Friday. The field is cut to 35 on Saturday. And then the top, oh, I would not know this on the, what I should know. I think it's the top 10 on Saturday, on Sunday, because there are no marshals needed Thursday. I mean, there are uh, Saturday and Sunday, because they all have cameras in their boats on Sunday. That's how I know it's 10. So I need to get that right. Weigh-ins, everything's going to be at Green Pond this year. Unlike the Classic, which the fishing is held on Lake Harwell, and they come back to Greenville for weigh-ins and the Expo, everything's going to be at Green Pond. So Thursday, Friday, uh, takeoffs and weigh-ins. The Expo shows up for the weekend, and they'll have... Uh, Things you can do, such as take a demo ride in a Nitro Skeeter or Triton boat. See the latest from Toyota, and they have some prizes if you do their little Toyota experience. Uh, Academy Sports and Outdoors is going to be there. Berkeley Abu Garcia Experience Trailer is going to be there. Uh, you can join Bass, buy official Bassmaster merchandise, win prizes and more from Carhartt. Learn more from Yamaha, TH Marine Power Pull, and more. There are going to be food and beverage vendors out there. There's always kids' activities uh, on uh, Saturday from 1 to 3, it's the Angler Alley. Come meet the elites at Angler Alley on Saturdays from 1 to 3. It's your chance to talk to the pros one-on-one, get autographs, take photos, look for the Angler Alley sign. There's going to be an elite live watch party 
on Sunday from 12 to 2 to watch Bassmaster Live. Include And those are a great bunch of guys. you got Ronnie Moore and, and Mike Sushan, who do the Such, if you know that name from Bassmaster Live, are going to be there. Um, actually, they're going to be in, in at the main studio. But on site is going to be Davey Height, local legend and, and future Bass Master uh, Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. Davey Height's going to be on site for this event. So it'll be cool to have him out there on Lake Harville. And uh, just a great bunch of guys that do the uh, the the live. Um, so you can do that on Sunday. And uh, goodness gracious, automatically be entered for a chance to win a trip to the 2020 Bassmaster Classic presented by Dick Sporting Goods. Uh, elite Angler Clinics. Every Saturday, head to the stage from 1 to 3 for our Elite Angler Clinics where the pros will be talking about tips, techniques, gear, and all the things bass fishing. Military and First Responders Appreciation Day is Saturday. Show your military ID to, to a bass staff person in the Bassmaster booth or in the merchandise booth and get a free hat. Member Appreciation Day. If you're a bass member, then uh, Sunday's your day. Show your ID card to get a bass staff person and get a free hat. So that is, uh, that's just a little bit of what's going on with the elites in town. Let me make sure I didn't miss anything here. Angler Alley Elite Clinics, all that, yeah. And if you can believe this, of course, I don't. Uh, they they say Marshall seats remain open for 2019. So if you're interested at, at Marsh to Marshall on either Thursday, Friday, you can go to Bassmaster.com backslash Marshall, and that's an opportunity for you to get out in there and ride with somebody. You don't know who, which is the fun part about it. But um, it's a learning experience. I'll give you that. It's a learning experience. So. <coughs> Excuse me. That is um, that is one thing you can get out there and do. That's uh, that's cool. Changing gears totally to turkey season. <laughs> Did you see where a guy out in um, Mississippi killed a white turkey? It's a, it's not an albino. It's a white one. And uh, did you see who stepped in it? That is the Keith Oberman, who, who as I recall, got fired from his job. But he, he's been on Twitter uh, saying that we need to make this hunter's life hell and all that. And, you know, that's something that he's got no business doing. You realize the consequences to saying something like that about a hunter. There are some people out there who, are, who would take that and run with it. So, um, but it's, it's really good. The Clarion Ledger, which ran the story in Mississippi about this guy. This is a once-in-a-lifetime turkey. You just don't see it. They hit back. <laughs> uh there they did not take it standing down and sitting down and um he called for the writer to be fired and that's just a kind of, you know in the south we take hunting very very seriously and turkey hunters take turkey hunting very very seriously so it's not in your best interest to come on into something you know nothing about and uh, especially with with your <laughs> with your uh track record and talk about something as traditional as turkey hunting. I mean, we got a big enough uh, discussion in South Carolina now about turkey hunting with the seasons and the studies and all that. But uh, it was just interesting. He stepped in it, and boy, they came back and hit right back at him, told him to keep his nose in his own business kind of thing. So anyway, come back. We're going to talk to Allison. Then we're going to talk to Sarah, and I'll be back by myself at the fourth floor. Fourth segment, wrap up the show. Back with more Woods and Water South Carolina in just a few minutes. Oh, 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 oh,
Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. You know, it's there's lots of fishing tournaments around. I mean, the the Bassmaster Elites are going to be in Hartwell, and then Georgetown, and you got ABA coming to town. And but I tell you, on April the sixth, eight hundred acre Lake Robinson is going to be the lake to be on because it's the second annual Greer Centennial Lions Club fishing tournament. Allison Rock with uh, CPW is with us. Allison, how are you doing today? Man, I'm wonderful and just ready for another great year of fishing. Absolutely. Yeah, last year was your first year putting on a fishing tournament. And I remember the deer in the headlight look you had and, and all that. What's it like to be a veteran going into your second year? Well, my headlights, my deer in the headlight looks has dimmed a little bit. <laughs> but um, I learned so much last year, and we are so grateful to the folks who helped guide us through that first tournament. Folks may remember there was a tournament held on Lake Robinson in conjunction with Family Fest for 20 yep. years, and then it fizzled for about three or four, and those organizers approached us and said, hey, would the Lions Club want to take on a tournament and we'll help you? And, man, we knocked it out of the park. I really didn't know what to expect last year, and we're doing it again. Yeah, it's great. Always fun to learn something new, isn't it? It is. I've learned so much about the sport of fishing, and I, you know, one of these days I'll get out there and I'll actually uh, cast a, a rod and <laughs> reel something in. <laughs> That's good. Well, you know, I fished Robinson way back when, gosh, this would have been early 90s maybe. Mm-hmm. So it was it was relatively a young lake back then, and we were catching fish then. I understand now because I haven't been out on in a long time, but there are some really nice bass being caught out of Lake Robinson every year. There are. You sent me a great picture last year. I'm not going to reveal where you caught it from, but you sent me a great picture from Robinson. And last year's big fish was seven pounds, twenty two ounces. Yep. So they're they're pulling some big fish out of the lake. They are. Well, tell us about it. You got a second annual Lions Club fishing tournament. Uh, I guess I guess one of the big things is Lions Club is a, is a an organization that is in the community trying to make people's lives better, and this year's you're trying to help the kids with eye exams. We are. We are. The Lions Club mission is really we serve, and we help in a multitude of ways, and our biggest thing that we're known for is helping with eyesight. And last year's tournament, we were able to raise funds to buy a glaucoma screening machine. And this year, we've partnered with Chandler Creek Elementary, and we're helping children that have been identified by the counselors and teachers um, that need eyeglasses and exams. And so we're working with them to basically pay for them to get the much-needed eye exams and glasses. Gosh, because if you can't see, you're certainly not (laughs) going to test well. You can't read. And um, we're just wanting to help these kids have the best chance possible to have a great education. Absolutely. Well, and and a worthy cause. That's what I say. When when you've got a little – now, you've got to remember now, these – the boat's on Lake Robinson, 18 feet or under, 9.9. So it's not going to be a drag race to the favorite fishing spot. Uh, it's 800 <laughs> acres, so you're going to be able to spread out. Uh, you're, you're getting a, a goodie bag. Um, you're going to have lunch by Mutt's barbecue mm-hmm. or after wait. Yeah, if that hasn't sold you, I don't know yeah. what else will. <laughs> Mutt's barbecue, man. It's and a staple in Greer. 
thanks to some very generous sponsors, every participant is walking away with a gift card okay. that's 20 to $25. There you go. So I, I like to tell people, gosh, you're pretty much making your entry fee back <laughs> by getting a free meal, a yeah. T-shirt, and a 20 to $25 gift card, and your heart should feel really warm knowing that you're helping the community all right well give us give us the the nuts and bolts of it now yes so the tournament is saturday april the 6th on lake robinson uh the address there is 2544 mays bridge road and we're looking to launch around safe light and weigh in will be around three o'clock so uh we just encourage the community to come out and watch that weigh in it's really fascinating and exciting (laughs) to watch those guys come in because they think they have a good bag and it's fun uh to see those guys and their hard work pay off uh yeah registration is a hundred and thirty five dollars now and you can go to Greer CPW's website. That's greercpw.com and look for the lakes and recreation tab at the top of the home page. Okay. And you can print off a registration form there. Gotcha. And if you want to go over to the Greer Centennial Lions Club website, uh, it's right on the front page, Bass Tournament. And you click mm-hmm. right there and it's got a registration link just below it. Yes, multiple ways for the, for the fishermen to find us and i was about to slip up and say for the guys to find us Ah. i have yet to have a lady register for this year's tournament and i want to see that changed i would Mm. love to see some ladies out there or maybe a father-daughter team team, yeah Yeah. a mother-son somebody mother-son team or even somebody who's thinking of it being their very first tournament um come on out see what it's all about we actually had some participants last year that this was their first tournament and they're back again they've <laughs> been fishing they know some of their favorite spots right. they feel like they're going to be good contenders this year it's uh fishing is a gateway drug and that's <laughs> and that's not a bad thing either it is yeah it's one of those things where you yes you can spend a lot of money fishing and but it's another thing that you can go to the dock there at lake robinson fish off the dock fish off the bank uh, a small John boat will get you out on that water, and that's all you have to have to fish this tournament. It's a small John boat. Absolutely. It, it, and, you know, some of the other lakes around us, they've changed their rules as far as motor size. And I didn't really know because the tournament that was held 20 years ago had 100 boats. Right. And that was before all the rules changed. And yep. so I didn't know how many we were going to draw. And last year we had 41 yep. boats. So I know those boats. And the smaller motor size are out there. We just oh, have yeah. to find them. We have to reach them. And um, most of our participants are coming from Greenville and Spartanburg County. But okay. I have a gentleman registered from Tryon, North Carolina, and Pickens. <laughs> so they're all, there. All um, in fun too. This is, and you're not going to polygraph anybody, right? No, this is all in fun. And to help a great cause, we have some wonderful prize money, $1,000 big fish, $1,000 first place, and then second place is 500 and we're awarding prize money all the way till 10th place. Which is a pretty good return on your money. You know, you you get a tournament with 100 100 boats and they pay out the top 10, it's not near as good as odds as you have 40 or 50 boats and they pay out the top 10, plus you get all the other stuff. 
we're really looking forward to a, a great day, and the community has just been so generous to us, and it looks like we're going to be able to help 50 kids at Chandler Creek Elementary with the money that we've already brought in. And so this this last week and a half before the tournament, we're just trying to reach maybe more fishermen that are looking to participate in a tournament. Absolutely. Allison, I do have some stuff for you. I I promised it to you. I know I'm running up to the last minute, but I do have some stuff for you from uh, a couple of guys that fish the professional tours around, and uh, I'm going to get that to you this week. But I hope it goes great. One more time, if, if... if people want to get involved in the fishing tournament, where do they go to do that? You can go to Greer CPW's website, greercpw.com, okay. or you can go to the Lake Warden's office on Lake Robinson at 2544 Mays Bridge Road okay. in Greer. And the registration forms will be there. You can pick one up or print one off the Internet. Okay. And we look forward to seeing everybody on Saturday, April the 6th at Lake Robinson. And if somebody out there is listening and wants to get involved in the Greer Centennial Lions Club, how do they do that? Absolutely. We meet the second and fourth Tuesday of the month at Mutt's Barbecue in Greer. And we are a, uh, the meeting is at noon. And we are just a community focused group that just enjoys giving back to our community. We've supported so many events and activities in the area and we're constantly looking for new members who are like-minded like us very cool well i uh i'm gonna say a little anti-rain dance for april the 6th and (laughs) (laughs) i think all the rain that that that, that happened earlier in the year is past i hope (laughs) and uh the forecast is looking really good it looks dry and warm and and, uh i've heard the fish are moving already and I was, I was just fixing to say, to you, you give them a few days of, of sunshine and let that water start to warm up a little bit, those fish will be coming from the deep, looking to go shallow. And it, uh, forgive me for saying this, it could be a real slug fest on Lake Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll battle it out for some great prizes and a good cause. There you go. Well, Allison, thank you for taking time out of your day to be on the show. Uh, I'll be with you in touch with you soon. And uh, look forward to the third annual next year when maybe I'll try to fish it somehow or another we will get you in absolutely <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you very you much yes ma'am bye-bye all right see ya it's a little hard to understand. welcome back to woods and water south carolina if you go to www.dnr.sc.gov, uh, there's a picture of director on there and some other news. But on the right-hand side, on the front page, is aquatic education. And uh, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to know Sarah Chabain and, and just appreciate the job she does with aquatic ed for the Department of Natural Resources. And, and hey, she's on the line with us. Sarah, welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Thanks for having me back, Roger. Yeah, for a front page coverage for you. This is great stuff here. Oh yeah, <laughs> we've um, really been promoting the fishing rodeos this year yeah. and the fishing clinics. And so, um, you know, websites can be a little bit confusing sometimes. So we wanted to make sure that the moment people got to our page, they knew immediately where they could go to find out more information about fishing opportunities. You know, uh, Robert Captain McCullough says fishing is the great gateway drug. 
It is. <laughs> He's right. And, but in a good way. <laughs> Once you do a little bit of fishing, you start realizing, oh, I like spending time outside. And yes. Then, you know. Yes. You're all in. Except you have to guard against that, you know, teach a man to fish and he'll lie for the rest of his life. <laughs> oh, right, right. No, we don't do that. No, no, no. No fisherman has ever lied about anything. <laughs> uh, we just expand the truth a little bit. That's all. It's not really go. lying. It's just expanding the truth. Fish grow with age. It's just the way it is. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It is. <clears throat> I tell you, the outdoors has gotten off to a bang in South Carolina this year. Uh, we just finished up the 35th Palmetto Sportsman's Classic. And you hosted That's another, right. and you hosted another great South Carolina high school fishing tournament. Oh, thanks. Yes, it was our seventh South Carolina Department of Natural Resources Youth Bass Fishing Championship. A little bit of a long name, okay. but um, another kind of title we call for it is our state championship. Right. And this is where we invite all schools in South Carolina, middle and high, that have uh, fishing teams, okay. and they can send their top two teams to represent their school to fish in this tournament. So it's a little bit competitive, and so uh -huh. they send, you know, their best and their brightest right. in order to compete on behalf of their school. Yeah. And this year was a record for us. We had uh, 97 boats, which is 194 students. Right. And um, plus, we had 56 schools represented. Plus the boat captain who sits there all day. Plus the boat, yeah. We can never forget the boat captain. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> They do a lot of hard work. Uh, they do a lot of hard work doing nothing but sitting there and watching everybody fish. <laughs> y'all, uh, y'all fish out at Lake Murray. How did the lake fish this year? We, we did. Uh, we had 70 teams bring fish to the scale. Okay. Um, so that's about pretty average for us, about 70, 75% okay. of our total anglers come to weigh in fish. Right. And our high school winning bag. It was pretty good. It was about 18 pounds. Ooh. Yeah, that's uh, But good. more impressively, our biggest fish was a little over six and a half, which is a big, go. big fish. There you go. A little less rain, a little a week or two warmer weather, and I bet those weights would have gone up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, on average, our biggest bag is, is around 22 pounds. Okay. Nice. Mm -hmm. uh, and who was the winning team this year? Our winning, the winning team this year, yeah. Um, so we have we have it. We run it a little bit differently. We structure it so that a um, high school and middle school uh, they're in separate divisions, right? So that way, we're able to to kind of balance that out and make sure that you know they're not competing too much against each other. Okay. Um, although sometimes the middle schoolers do outfish the high schoolers, so we can't <laughs> always, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sure. look at it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we also have overall champions. Okay. So that way that's a school title. All right. And then we have two man team champions. And so that way that's just the two the two that were on the boat together. Right. And uh yes. So this year we had um the high school two man team was Caleb Chastain and Jamie Cummings. Okay. And I believe they were out of White Knoll High. Okay. Um so that's a local team for us right. and they did really well. Okay. Good enough. Good enough. Well, mm -hmm. that's one fishing event. And you and y'all, if you went to the Palmetto Sports Classic, you could uh, your kid could fish in the fish pond, which is kind of fun. That's right. That's right. We've got an above ground pool, yeah, aka the uh, catch and release <laughs> pond. And so those are catfish from yep. our fish factory in West Columbia, Cohen Campbell. And um, 
But man, that's just a long-standing tradition at the Classic, and we've actually had multi-generation catch their first fish at that pond. So it's wow. a really special place. That is a cool thing. I guess thirty-five years. Yeah, you, that's a you could. Wow, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some some moms bring back their kids and say, "Look, now it's their time to catch their first sure. fish." Sure. It's a special thing for us. We really like being able to offer that. And and listening to a kid, you get you get two different reactions. I, I'm sure you've seen these. The 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 one reaction you get is like, "What do I do with this now?" You know, it's yeah. like back up, <laughs> hand the rod to mom and dad, and like, "Okay, I'm done now, right?" And the <laughs> I did my job. <laughs> I did my job. I caught my fish. The other one is just squealing with excitement. I got oh, one. Yeah. I got one, and you know, I want to catch another one. And and look, yes, you may have missed the Palmetto Sportsman's Classic where you could do that, but we have this thing in South Carolina that you put on that's called the Fishing Rodeos. They are mm-hmm. spread across the state all times of the year, and it's a, it's a chance for more than just those kids around that one pool uh, to go catch fish. So let's take a little time and, and talk about Fishing Rodeos. Yeah, the Fishing Rodeos are, are pretty awesome. So they are structured so that there are about 30 throughout the state. And we hit up tons of counties. Almost all the coastal counties have a fishing rodeo at this point. Okay. And no matter what, there should be one within an hour of where you live. Okay. And the fishing rodeos are designed for kids ages 5 to 15. And that's so that way we don't have to worry about fishing licenses sure. for the most part. Right. Um, and, and this is really all about spending family time outside fishing, a little bit of bonding. <laughs> and this is one of those kinds of opportunities where you can catch a lot of fish because yeah. we stock most of the time we stock those waters right. or we have it netted off and then we stock within the net. Okay. So overall, your chances of catching a fish is pretty high. Pretty high. And, um, yeah, sometimes, <laughs> I mean, everybody walks away having caught a fish. Sure. Which is what our, we want is that some of our first time fishing, we want to be successful. That way we kind of have that drug that, yes. that kicks in and we say, oh my gosh, I want to do this again. Yes. Because we all know that feeling of catching is what keeps you going back. Sure. Um, at least early on. Sometimes yeah. it becomes, you know, something different. Um, but for these, we also allow you to take your fish home, which is yes. kind of a unique opportunity. So, um, you can have a family fish fry. You can invite neighbors over. Um, and this is a really neat way for parents to be able to kind of pass that skill along to their kids of fishing and then learning how to process and clean and cook their fish. And it's, it's a really unique thing. And it's, and it's free, which makes it even better. better. And we encourage you to bring your own gear. Okay. So that way you get practice with your own equipment. Sure. And we've got lots of folks around that can help you, you know, you're not quite sure exactly what to do, how to tie on that hook or anything along those lines. We've got tons of stuff that are available for you. And um, if you don't have your own gear, that's okay because we almost always have stuff that you can borrow. Okay. And um, we provide bait, although you can bring your own if you've got something you like. Uh, most of the time it's worms that we provide. We're not going to hand out stink <laughs> bait. But <laughs> sure. Um, you know, worms, <laughs> worms are pretty good, uh, pretty good catch there yeah and these are always held on saturdays which makes it you know pretty obtainable in the morning 
usually anytime starting around 8, running to about 12. Okay. All of them are a little bit different, and we've got our schedule and registration system online. Right. And you can take a look and see which one you want to go to, and some people will, help, will go to multiple. Really? That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, we've got some that... But, you know, again, that one hour, and that's a good free family activity. And yes. They'll, they'll take the kids out a couple times. It is uh, registration is online. That's, yes, that's pretty neat. Is it? So if you go to the DNR website, you hit aquatic education on the right-hand side, it'll take you mm-hmm. to a page that lists some of the other things you do, which, you know, the family fishing clinics, the certified instructor program. You get on the fishing rodeos, you click the little link, and goes right to the page that explains everything, and then you hit the online registration. Right now, none of these are full. That's right. None but of them they are will full fill for now, so They will. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there are some that are are smaller capacity. Okay. So some of them can host up to 300, 400 people. Right. And some of them are more like 75. Okay. So they are um, one of those ones that you want to get in there a little bit sooner, especially the ones at the fish hatcheries, because those are kind of unique opportunities to be able to get onto that property and see what a fish hatchery looks like. Now, what which fish hatcheries will y'all go to? Uh, Cohen Campbell Fish Hatchery, which is in West Columbia. Okay. And then Tara. And okay. um, I always, I don't say it like a local, T-Raw. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that was in Chesterfield County. Okay. I gotcha. Um, Sarah, what kind of fish are they fishing for? On, for most of them, it is catfish okay although some of them we've got one piedmont tree nursery and a coney right. is our only trout Elk. which is really exciting yes it is if you if you've never tried trout fishing and you <laughs> want to you know take a beautiful piedmont tree nursery is yes. uh, part of the state forest system and it is just gorgeous and you're up in the middle of the mountains and your cell phone doesn't work and it's just really <laughs> it's a really lovely place I- I have been to that one. It it is a great place to go. We got uh, they got the creek wandering through the property, yeah. trees on both sides, bridges back and forth across. You fish both sides of it. It's, it is a really unique place to go fishing. Yes, and it's it's beautiful, and I I recommend that one if you're if you're willing to make that journey up into the upstate. It is gorgeous. It is, and then some of our other ones have um, brim and bass. Too. Okay, nice. And when we're talking catfish, we're talking blue catfish, right? Channel, channel cats. I'm sorry, channel cats. Mm-hmm. Which, it, which at the with it at the size you're fishing in, they're really cool. They're not the big slimy, ugly things you see a lot of people. No, so, yeah, so, they're not intimidating. <laughs> yeah, so don't get frightened off when you say catfish and all that. These are these are manageable. Uh, they put up a good fight, and um, and they 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 eat really well. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, um, those are radios free. Go online, register. Uh, it, it lists them by date, where you're going, and they run. They start running actually next Saturday, April sixth. You've already had yeah, one yeah. in Brosnan Forest, but uh, April the sixth, and they go all the way for the most through part September. through Yeah, yeah. Well, the majority of them April and May, and then a couple of June, and then September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to we got to lay off the fishing in July. It's just too hot. <laughs> <It's> t- <laughs> yes, it is too hot to be doing much in July and August for that matter. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, on on the same page, if you, if you back up from the fishing rodeo, you, you've got something there called the family fishing clinic. Let's talk just for a moment or two about the family fishing clinics. Of course, so family fishing clinics. So if you don't know how to fish yet, 
So the rodeos are great if you've got a little bit of skill already and you're looking for an opportunity to go fishing. But the family fishing clinics are designed for you to really hands-on learn the basics of fishing. We call it kind of our Fishing 101 class. Okay. And this is where you learn everything from tying your knot, how to put your rod and reel together, how to put the weight, the bobber, the hook, how to use live bait, how to cast, which is most important. That one's a really, really important skill to learn. Yeah. How to hold your fish. We go over the basics of safety and ethics while fishing. And then we spend a little bit of time fishing with you. And so all materials are provided. All you have to do is show up. Anyone over the age of 16 has to have a fishing license. Okay. Although some of these fishing clinics are held in locations that are private waters. Right. So you don't, for the first time you try, you don't have to necessarily commit to getting that license. Right. Um, which is which is a good opportunity. And these ones are catch and release. Okay. Um, and they are kind of offered generally... We start in March, April, and we'll go all the way through November for these fishing clinics. And they're usually held in kind of state, city, county parks. Okay. Although we do have locations throughout the state that offer a series. So they'll have one a month from kind of April, May, running through September. And these are great locations to visit, Sun City Community and Fort Mill, and then Lexington Wildlife Chapter here in Columbia. And those are led by some really great volunteers. And they are. They are. I am still, yeah. <clears throat> I'm still, haven't done my first one, but. I, 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 You'll get there. <laughs> get there. <laughs> Maybe one of these days. Uh, but the really, <laughs> the really neat part is they are volunteers. These people that, that put yeah. on a fishing, a uh, family fishing clinic, they volunteer to do this. Uh, it is their way of giving back to uh, a passion they've had for most part since they were little boys and girls. Yeah, yeah. So they're certified fishing instructors, and they've taken a training course offered by the Department of Natural Resources. So if that's something you're interested in, you can go to, again, that website and sign up to, to become a certified fishing instructor. And then you're just trained how to use the curriculum. Because most of our volunteers, they know more about fishing than I do. They've been doing it way longer. <laughs> and they have a passion that is really contagious. And they have just a deep knowledge. And they are eager to share that love of fishing with others. And those fishing clinics are just, they're really enriched by the personalities. And the, again, the passion, I, I'm going to use that word again. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> of, of those volunteers because they are just, you know, they, they love this and, and it's really important to them to be able to give back to their communities by teaching others a skill that has been there for them their, most of their life. That's exactly right. And that's why they do it. Well, Sarah, it's been uh, a lot of information. I hope people will get involved. How, how does somebody go find out more information about aquatic education? dnr.sc.gov slash aquatic ed. Very good. Sarah, thank you for your time. Thank you for all the work you do uh, passing along fishing through aquatic education for DNR. And uh, I'm sure we'll run into each other probably sooner rather than later. Thank you, Roger. Take care, Sarah. Talk to you later. Bye.
Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. I can't believe my throat is actually held out for the whole show. It, uh, I, it, don't think it's allergies because I've never suffered from allergies before, but it's just a product of being busy. Uh, parents, y'all know what that's like. I mean, kids going everywhere and you're going everywhere and throw in all the other stuff you've got in your life. And it's, uh, it's not, it's not hard to uh, figure out when you, when you come down with something that why you got it. So, but I, I tell you, I don't know if it's, I can't prove this, but airborne. I take an airborne at least once a day. Uh, if I start feeling bad, I'll do- boost it up to two or three a day. And it has been an amazing journey over the last few years about how not to get sick, at least from my standpoint. So, but yeah, it got me this week and we're back though. And it might hold out. I got about six minutes to go. So we'll see. If it shuts down, I'm just going to have Angelo finish the show for me. <laughs> uh, that ought to be interesting. Um, you know, I, I have tons of these stories, and I like to get them out. And when it's nice outside like this, and the forecast just gets better, I like to to hit it while it's while the uh, while it's hot. Why kids need wilderness, wilderness and adventure more than ever. And this is written about several different ways. This one's by Brian Schmidt. Um, Pretty much cover the same points, maybe from a little different standpoint. But this is this is just another good one, and it's it's good information, and maybe give your parents some ideas of some things to do. But let's go through this one. These days, our kids' lives are overscheduled, filled with pressure, and can be pretty intense. School, homework, sports, extracurricular activities fill the week, and often many weekends. We all can feel like there is no time left to fit anything else in. There has to be. Our younger kids and teenagers need wilderness and adventure in their lives, and who better to model it to them than us, their parents? I would actually argue that it is more important than a lot of the the scheduled activities we have them in now. Wilderness and adventure will help develop them into well-rounded young adults. First on the list, kids need the freedom to learn what life is like without a schedule. There are so many books out there right now about the next generation, the lives they are living with the pressures that surround them, the belief that they cannot fail. Let them fail in some areas of their lives. The outdoors is a perfect place to learn to try new things. It takes a lot of work to get strong at wilderness activities, but there really is no failure. You just try again. I found that getting my high school son out to climb, hike, and backpack has been the only thing that has provided him with some balance and perspective. Now he is climbing regularly and hiking a lot on weekends, too. He is starting to view school through a more realistic lens. It definitely helps with our kids that we started them out young and they have grown up living a life a lot of their lives outdoors. However, it's never too late. Take your kids out there so they can actually just sit and watch a sunset instead of seeing it out the car window on the way to a game or academic event. Number two, kids of all nat- age need a connection to nature. And it's not hard for me to read this because this is the way I grew up. So it's just, it's, it is a way of life for me and a way of life for a lot of people I know. It's a way of life for my kids, but it might not be for years. That's why I go over this stuff. There is no substitute to exploring the natural world around us. While not all children have easy access to nature, there are many programs and cities that serve to get kids involved with nature. If you're a parent who has access to wilderness around you, engage your children in it. This can range from something as simple as going on your first beginner hike right up there. Uh-oh, hang on a second. First beginner hike, look them up right here on the Outbound Collective. They're most likely some right in your area. To cross-country skiing, backpacking, or photography nature, photographing nature. 
Kids need time to kick back and relax. And parents, we need it too. You know, a lot of this is geared towards kids. But another benefit is that we get to enjoy it with them. And, in fact, a lot of people say, a lot of articles and, and people will say that a parent's inquisitive nature about nature will, in turn, make the kids inquisitive. So when you go out there, you go at it with an attitude of, hey, let's go explore. What is that? Let's talk about this. What's, and it brings it out in the kids. So, three, kids need time to kick back and relax. Provide them with boredom. <laughs> make them figure out how to entertain themselves when they are in a wilderness setting. One of my sons used to spend half a day of building rock structures at the campsite or river. My older son kicks back in his hammock and just rests after hiking while staring up at the sky. That's it. Nothing exciting, but so good for them. And and as a parent, I'll say this. It's kind of nice to sit back and stare up at the sky and do nothing, too. Number four, kids need to figure out how to exist without technology. Seriously, I cannot even begin to list all of the things that suck up our kids' time when they are at home. If you have younger kids, it's often iPads, video games, or TV. With older kids, there's the computer they need for their schoolwork and research, texting, social media, and on and on. Take them to places where there is no cell phone service at all. And if you're with Verizon, that's becoming more and more prevalent. <laughs> Just personal experience. I am totally serious. If they have phones, they will learn to take photos of their adventures and the beauty around them since nothing else will work on, this, on those devices they cannot let go of. They will probably gain a real appreciation for nature. Show them that not only can they survive without technology, but they can thrive and love the time away. You know, all we hear stories from friends, kids who go to camp, and the first day of camp they have to turn their phone off. They don't have it for the whole week. And when they get it back at the end of the week, it's like, eh, okay. That's true. Fifth, kids must be taught the importance of conservation. Because if you don't engage them early, they're not going to care about it later. In my opinion, the next generation isn't going to have the option of not conserving our resources. Teach them how to do it now and model it constantly for them. We have a huge role to play here, parents. Take them out where there are national forest and park rules about feeding animals, litter, packing it in and packing it out, and help them learn how important the natural world is. So I'm not hammering on parents. I'm just trying to give you some information to use that will gain you a little bit of downtime, too. And that's getting outside. Whether it's fishing, hiking, camping, springtime is the time to start it. And that time is right now. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you'll make time to go fishing on Lake Robinson, maybe not in the tournament, but on your own, or going to a fishing rodeo. Schedule a family fishing clinic for you and some of your friends. Whatever it is, make time to get out there. Take the back roads when you can. Don't forget the camera. See you next week. More Woods and Water, South Carolina. Hit me from high. I'm gone.